Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark to jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Come talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. So we we have an awesome show for y'all tonight. We have a special guest, someone who's near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. And she's stepping into the Dope Discussion Studio to chat it up with us. So we're going to bring her out. And the title of tonight's episode is A Tale of Two Sisters. A Tale of Two Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> The wordplay, the (laughs) wordplay. What's up, sis? What's going on? How you doing? What's up, George? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing over there? I'm doing good over here in Bassfield, Mississippi. Oh, Lord, you in Mississippi? Lord have mercy. <laughs> it's long yeah. overdue for you to be in uh in the in the dope discussions uh hot seat. We got you, we got you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got me. you got me. <laughs> she wasn't ready for this, All but we got element. Oh Lord, look. <laughs> nope, you know you're trying to pull me. You're trying to pull me a little too fast. I ain't ready yet. I said, "Come on, girl." <laughs> she said, "Take me too fast." Yes, take me too fast. Take me too fast. But you know what? That's a good thing. She gonna go ahead and guide you along safely, though. She ain't gonna put you in no danger. She just gonna bring you on into the water, all safe. <laughs> Man, she need me. The first time we went live, I was sure, like. This girl didn't need me to put her out here. She doing it. She she can teach me some stuff. Look, look that, that must run in the family. Let's <laughs> say that running the family. Y'all, 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 both of y'all be like, you know what? I'm gonna be just fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get out here right. and do it. You know. Throw me in that like, water. I'm gonna I'm swim. I'm gonna do something. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I know the reason that you're coming on tonight is because not just to just share our beautiful air out of the dope discussions thing, but you know, we want to talk a little bit about, as the title says, a tale of two sisters. You know, y'all have an amazing story, both of y'all. You know, and this is one of those times where I get to, to ask questions and stuff, so I'm hyped about that. <laughs> you know, I get to, I get to be do my, my best Don Lemon impression, you know. <laughs> I don't have a hair, but um, I could work on that. You know, <laughs> I can pull that in. You know, so before I even get into that, though, before I even get into that, dope discussions, listeners, how y'all doing? Y'all know Erica, but do y'all really know Erica? That's the question that I gotta ask. You know, because a lot of y'all are tuned in just because of our beautiful appearances when y'all see it, but y'all don't even know her story, Erica. Give us a little brief synopsis of your story. Now, I'm I'm, I'm pulling this from Mm -hmm. chapter 11 of In Spite of It All, the book that is now available on Amazon 2.99. Y'all go ahead and get that. Um, But, (laughs) Erica, tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I 
recently, maybe a few years ago, just, you know, had to look in the mirror and face myself and realize um, I have all my life had daddy issues. Mm. And when the people say that, it's it's more in a negative connotation because it when it when you hear that, that means that this woman has issues with men. Mm. Um, she's needy. She's clingy. She needs a lot of attention. She has low self-esteem. Um, you know, she doesn't have her own identity. Right. And quite frankly, all of those things did describe me mm. in relationships. And I feel that it's very important to share my story because I am not the one. I am not the second. I'm not the 100. I might be one out of millions of women who have the same issue when it comes to having a relationship and having a father figure in your life to guide you and to give you, you know, and to show you how you're supposed to um, interact with men in your life. And in the absence of that, we can go through life and do it all wrong over and over again. Yeah. And, and not realizing there's an issue or, um, a deficiency with us, but thinking it's some, something wrong with all of these men, something wrong with y'all. Um, Y'all are not receiving me. Y'all are not uh, treating me right. And so once I really got into the core of what my issues was and be able to face myself, I felt like it was important for me to share that so that other women can see themselves as a reflection in me. And then they a light bulb can come on in their head, too, where they're like, oh, that might be what my issue is as well. Right, got you, got you. So you describe the interaction in the book. You do describe the interaction or the lack of interaction with your father at a young age. When did you start to feel like that lack of interaction wasn't quite normal? Like, you know, was it something you saw where you saw other kids with their dads involved with their lives and yours wasn't? Or, you know, when when did you feel like it wasn't normal? At a young age, because um, my mom is my mom had a big family. She had, I think, seven brothers and one sister. And we all lived on family land. So we all were in the neighborhood together. Mm. All of my cousins, all of my aunts and all of my uncles were in two parent households on my street. I was the only person who didn't have both parents in the household. So that immediately let me know that something's different with my household than with other people's households. And I used to spend a lot of time at my aunt's and uncle's house because I wanted to see that dynamic of having two parents in the household that I didn't get to see in my own. And it made me feel, it made me feel like an eyeball. It made me feel different. And, um, I remember at a young age developing this uh, fierce independence that, you know, well, I ain't had no daddy all this time. I don't need one. Right. Right. I can, I could do, I've been doing fine without one all this time. I'm good. Right. 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 Now, now, do you feel like that actually is what led to you maybe, you know, overvaluing the attention that you would get from men, you know, cause you know, mm-hmm. men, we, we start, you know, lurking at an early age, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, do you feel like that led to you overvaluing and putting yourself on the line a little bit more than you probably should have with these guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because having, having no kind of male validation in your life makes you overcompensate. And, you know, the first taste of that um, feeling love, the feeling um, attention or feeling wanted by a man, it's mm. sort of like a drug. Mm. It can become, it's like when you're being deprived of something for so long, when you finally do get it, 
You just want more and more and more of it. Right, right, right. And so you know, that- it puts you in situations where you ignore a lot of things that you should be paying attention to just because you want that, that one thing that you've been craving, you know, for so long. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, that's that's poignant. And and I love how you said that, you know, part of the reason that you wrote what you wrote in there is so that women can see themselves as a reflection. You know, they can look at that and see like, hey, you know, this is me, you know, mm-hmm. Speaking of you had a kindred spirit and didn't even know you had a kindred spirit. Uh, <laughs> and that kindred spirit is joining us right now. How you doing, man? Again, <laughs> so I, you actually your your chapter in the book yeah. chapter thirteen, more than a conqueror, and I love the name of that I love the whole right. you know the the feel behind that title. Um, now, in this, you talk about some of the experiences you had when you were growing up, and you actually had a very unique experience. As a matter of fact, you talk about in the book how you found out that the person that you thought was your dad wasn't your dad. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that even come about? Well, growing up, I always knew it was something off. I just just didn't know. It just so happened we were on the school bus one day and uh, one of the the kids was like, you know, dad in town yesterday and I was like no you didn't see my dad because uh he's a jerk you know and she's like no I'm not talking about the dad you're living with I'm talking about your real dad Whoa. and I was like girl you don't you don't know what you're talking about you know and I was like okay when I get home I'm gonna ask my mom about it and squash it and it's gonna be over with so I get off the bus and I'm running in to ask my mom and I bring it to her she's like her face like white it out like she saw a ghost and I instantly knew that the girl knew what she was talking about the neighborhood knew that my dad quote unquote was my stepdad and they also knew who my biological father was so in finding that out and reminiscing on things that happened early on in my childhood it all made sense to me because I always kind of felt out of sorts It wasn't that I was just so, you know, abused, but it was just different things that happened that just, I just didn't fit in. Right. So, it, you know, when, when she let me know that and I asked my mom about it and she told me, yeah, it was true, then it all made sense to me. Right, right, right. Now, that, that had to be a weird feeling, though, to know that, you know, something that's literally right under your nose <laughs> that you're not aware of that everybody knows about. You know, now, did that did that make you feel like, embarrassed when you were talking to your peers after that or you know how did that make you feel man embarrassed was not the word it was Mm. it was earth shattering for me it was it was just like my whole world dropped from underneath me um everything that i had believed all my life was a lie and i had to find out from somebody else so you can imagine being a child um, learning something like that, it sent my whole world into a into a you know a whirlwind, a tailspin, and um, we didn't. I didn't um, all of a sudden start talking about it. It was a long time before I even acknowledged that um, that I was a stepchild because everybody that was on the outside looking in looked in and saw that we had a perfect family. It was just like you know. Well, they the Huxtables, you know, they all together. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to come around and start saying my daddy, he my stepdaddy. And, cool. and so once I started saying it, it just flowed more. And I was like, he my daddy, he my stepdaddy. And so our relationship became stepdad, stepdaughter. We were always at each other's throats. And, and it was I was in such a rebellious spirit. I resented my mom. It was it was just it was awful. It was awful. So I did everything I could. To, to, to kind of shelter myself. So I closed myself off. I stayed in my room. I would read. I just, I was anti-social for such a long time. Yeah, as a child, that, that really, you know, it really um, did a number on me. Right, I can imagine because that's 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 some that's some news to find out. You know, that's that, like you said, I think you, you summed it up perfectly saying that's earth shattering. 
you know. So you you do in the book do mention that you know before you even found out. Yeah, you 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 do mention in the book like before you even found out though that if you had kind of a bit of a strained relationship with your stepdad. Like you 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 do mention that you know you felt sometimes kind of like you were being bullied by him or whatever. Do you think that that might have been the reason? Looking back on it, of course. Do you think yeah. that might have been the reason why he treated you different and that you felt kind of out of place? That was exactly the reason. I never knew I stood it, but that was the that was exactly the reason why he treated me that way. And it wasn't an all the time type thing. Like he just always sing, signaled me, but it happened so often that, you know, it's stuck in my head. So yeah, that that's the reason why. I mean, I wasn't his child. And I think somewhere deep down inside of him, he was afraid of me finding that out. Mm. And so I think he uh, wanted to push me away to keep from being so hurt when I did find out. That's kind of how I look at it now. Right, right, right. Now, you kind of took a similar path, you know, that Erica took, actually, um, you know, to kind of cope with a lot of the things that were going on, you know, that hurt that you felt, you know, in your childhood. And in the book, you mentioned something specific, a specific incident back in, in 93, you know, where you found out that you were pregnant. You know, how, first of all, how did you know? I mean, how did you find out? Because it seemed like you knew pretty fast. And you said people didn't believe you. But how did that make you feel? How did you find out? How long was it <laughs> before you found out that you were pregnant? Yeah, she might have froze up a little bit. Yeah, because she's, you know, she got the beautiful face just sitting there right there. That's it, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she dropped out. She finna, she'll come back in. And oh, yeah, she'll come back in, you know? Yeah, but that, that, that'll work because I, I definitely want to know about that because in the book, it almost seems like, you know, the way that it that is set up, like, you know, that was just another bit of turmoil that she had mm -hmm. to deal with was the fact that, you know, people didn't didn't believe her when she said, hey, look, mm -hmm. this is what's going on. I know this is what's going on, you know, and I can only imagine after being, you know, in, in essence, lied to you know, feeling betrayed mm -hmm. by everybody around you, then to have them turn their backs on you when you need them the most and, and tell right. you that I'm not, you know, that I'm not being truthful or I'm just, I'm just lying to you or I'm just, you know, mm -hmm. that has to be hurtful. I mean, it has to be and an I, awful feeling. It was weird. <clears throat> it was weird for me to read it because it, you know, certain, things that happen in life that you cannot explain yeah. as human beings there's certain things that happen in life that you're like this just can't be possible right you right. know I, I have to have some kind of physical or scientific common sense way to explain this and since i can't i must be crazy right right and right. when i was reading that her experience when she knew she was pregnant immediately. I had that same exact experience. Wow. With my last son, the I knew the moment that I was pregnant mm. and I told his dad the same thing. It was like directly after we had finished, I told him right. I was pregnant and he looked at me like I was crazy too. Right. I mean, but you know what, though? They, they probably would. But I've I've learned that women know there's not even just an intuition. You know, your body knows and, mm -hmm. you know, your body will start talking to you and it'll send those signals to your brain and emotional, you know, lapses and things like that. You know, you'll know you may actually mm -hmm. know what's going on. It's almost like, you know, if you, you know, stub your toe, you know, mm -hmm. you got that initial pain, but your brain is like, oh, it hurt. Same thing, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're pregnant and you, you know, some, some people know and some people are really in tune with that and they know something's but, different, something's right. But the thing about it was, it was weird to me myself because I was like, 
how do I know this? Right. Like, <laughs> how, how, how can I sit up here and actually say that I am pregnant and I, and we just finished having sex? Like, how is that possible? Right. Not to make light of the situation, but have you ever seen Don't Be a Menace to South Central? Yeah. When he had, when he had, when he had sex with the young lady and, you know, and literally as soon as they were done, she looked at him and said, I'm pregnant. But you know what's weird? I I um I have a, a cousin of mine who went through the same thing that his girlfriend, she had seven kids. She knew. I mean, look, she got she got experience. She know exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, she know exactly what it feels like. She said, I'm pregnant, like literally that next day. And he was like, What? Ain't no way you pregnant, man. Ain't no, but sure enough, that's exactly what it was. Yep. You know, yep. that's that to me. That is that's a scary experience, though, to know that you know. I, and 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 I would love when she gets back on to ask her about that. You know, like you know how you feel knowing that you know these people are are, are kind of turning their back on you because then it's at that point it's kind of me against the world. Right. You know, yeah. and, you know, feeling like I don't have this support, you know, especially at a young age, because she was she was still young when this was going on. Yeah. Imagine that, that had to be terrifying. You know, that had to be terrifying. I think we got her back in. Let's yeah, see. I think. She's, yeah. Let's see if it's OK. Hey, hey. You back in? Can you hear us? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, I got yes, you. Me. I got you. I got I you. I can hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I can definitely all hear right, you. All right. I can see you. The show just got a lot prettier again. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got to sit here and look at my bald head. <laughs> more to look at. <laughs> you know now are you, you still there she might have frozen like again froze. yep look like she might have froze again don't worry about it my ball here scare off a lot of people <laughs> I'm going to wearing a hat when we do these shows <laughs> I'm going to start wearing a hat you know well, while we're waiting on her, mm -hmm. the next thing I was going to get to, and because and I'm really curious about this, you know, how did you find out about each other? Because like I said, y'all are like kindred spirits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, y'all went through a lot of similar things. You know, how did y'all find out, hey, we got somebody in common. My daddy is your daddy. How, how did they even come about? I, I, I'm trying to remember how old I was when I found out and it was I think I might have been maybe about 14 or 15 and I didn't get like full details like I didn't know where she lived I didn't know her name I didn't even know if she was older or younger than me mm. and so that just knowing that I had a sister by my dad gave me more questions Right. Because now I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe he's with her. Maybe he left my mom to be with her mom. Maybe he's, mm -hmm. you know, so when you're a kid now, when you don't know all the answers, you can imagine and your imagination can take you in some totally right. different place because right. now you don't really know. And so when we finally did get a chance to connect with each other as adults, I think I'm, I was in my twenties. I don't remember exactly how old I was. And we found each other on Facebook mm. and we communicated for a little while. I think she was newly married and I think I might've been going through a divorce at that time. And so we wanted to, know each other and get and connect with each other but it was still kind of awkward right, at the same right. time like i don't really know her she don't really know me and what what do where do we start yeah like yeah. i don't i don't know if 
how much she knows or she don't know how much I know. And so we, we, we communicated for a little while and then we lost contact for some years. Right. And then we got back in contact with each other again, again, through Facebook. Right. Right. Now, did you feel like there was a, a bit of like jealousy or anything involved in that? I, like you, you mentioned like, Hey, you know, I have this other sister. I don't have any idea who this person is, but you know, she might've took me from, you know, took my daddy away from me. Was there any type of like resentment initially when you found out that she was out there? No, it wasn't really jealousy because by that time in my life, I was like, I kind of knew that, he didn't have no relationship with her either, mm, you know, it. by that time. And so it was more like, I, I don't know. It was just more like, wh- how much does she know? Because I, I had, re- and that was the weird thing was I had relationship with my, my dad's sister, um, his oh. brothers. And so I did as a kid get to have time and spend time with them and have memories with them. And that's something that she didn't get to have at all because mm-hmm. her, you know, her mom told her that somebody else was her dad. So she had no reason to seek out any other family members. Right. Right. Got you. Looks like we got her back. Hey, hey. Hey. Can y'all hear me? Can you oh, hear yeah. me? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, good. yeah, and it's a lot yeah. better too. We don't have no lag or nothing like that. You know, I, had to drop, <laughs> I had to drop the computer. I'm on my phone now, so. Oh, you know, it's crazy. Okay. The phone sometimes actually works better than the computer. You would think it'd yeah. be the reverse. You yeah. know? Exactly. Now, now, before we got cut off earlier, I was kind of asking about this incident in 93 where right. you, know, you mm-hmm. found out you were pregnant. Now, right. how did that feel? Like, you know, to know that you were, first of all, you had these issues feeling like you were kind of betrayed by your mom, your stepdad. Right. You know, they didn't give you this information. But then when you tell people that you're pregnant, nobody believes you. So it's almost like people are turning their back on you. First of all, yeah. how did you know you was pregnant? <laughs> was it just a feeling? <laughs> and secondly, once you got an official, or that official word, how did it make you feel that all these people were doubting you? Ooh, um, so, you know, having the daddy issues, finding out my stepdad's my stepdad, my biological dad didn't want to have anything to do with me. So I thought at the time it sent me on a, um, a, a, a dark path of, of drinking and clubbing and just meeting all the different, different wrong guys. Um, yeah. and I ended up with this guy and, you know, I was, I was seeking validation. I, w- I wanted that. I wanted that man in my life. So mm-hmm. I, I was just, you know, out there looking. And um, we ended up together. Um, it was a one night stand. Wasn't no long term relationship. Mm-hmm. We had we had had a little crush on each other back in high school, but it wasn't anything as far as I'm in love. We in love. And, um, you know, we we did what we did. And, and when we finished, I was like, I'm pregnant. He was like, you stupid. I was like, no, I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know, I, I just knew. I don't, something on the inside of me knew instantly that I was pregnant. Wow. I mean, it, 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 everything was different, and I just knew it. That was a Wednesday night. That Friday, I got home from school, from college, and I told my mom, I'm pregnant. She was like, you lying? I was like, no, I'm not. I'm pregnant. Wow. She didn't believe me. She didn't believe me, so I was like, oh, well, you ain't got to believe me. I won't say it again. You know, some months rolled. You know, I wasn't gonna say it again. Some months rolled around. She kept looking at me. She was like, "You pregnant?" Yeah, I told you. <laughs> right, I, I told you. <laughs> you know, like duh. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I told you. And she was like, "You know, uh, Key, because my family called me Key. Everybody that's near and dear to me called me Key." She said, "Key, I thought you had more wisdom than that." And I'm just going to be honest with you, George. I told her, you know, I do have wisdom, but I found something that caused wisdom to fly out the window at the huh. time. Who's, who's <laughs> thinking about wisdom, you know? Huh. No. And so um, um, she, she took me to the doctor. We went through that whole deal. And I remember I remember this so vividly when, when I told my stepdad 
that I was pregnant. He cried like a baby. Whoa. He cried like a baby. He did. I, I don't know what caused him to cry like he cried because he never, you know, he never expressed to me why he cried like that. But I remember him after he, you know, he had his moment. I remember him saying, I'm not going to touch that baby. Ooh. I'm not going to have anything to do with that baby. What? And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So now you got to imagine me being pregnant. Right. People not believing nothing I'm saying. Right. Emotions flying all over the place. And it was just, I, I can't even, you know, I can't even fathom now how I still stood then, if that makes sense. Right, right. Because mm -hmm. right. I'm no Which, I was nowhere near yeah. as grounded as I am now. So I'm I'm just like, okay, he don't want to have nothing to do with the kid. You know what? It, it was just it yeah. was it was a tumultuous time in my life. It was it was a tumultuous time in my life. And um and what kept me is I just I reached out to God. I was raised in church, you know. Um mm. I gave my life to Christ at an early age, but I veered off the path. And so I just started mm. praying. I just started, you know, seeking God. And that that was my saving grace. That was my yeah. saving grace. And I remember um, calling the young man and letting him know, you know, I, I really am pregnant. And um, him picking me up and him telling me, you know, in the book, I tell you that he, you know, he puts a gun to my head and he tells me to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to have to go on and kill me right now because I'm not mm. killing my baby. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and and even looking back on that, I wasn't the kind to back down. So what I what I would have done if God hadn't avoided my mouth was probably <laughs> jump on him at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I but I knew I knew when I saw the look in his eye that he was serious about what he was saying. So I yeah. had to kind of calculate in my mind, you know, what am I gonna do? So after I told him, you know, if you're gonna kill me, you might as well kill me. I started praying instantly. And I said, God, if you get me out of this car, if you get me back mm. to my room, if you let me live, right. I promise you, I won't put myself in this predicament anymore. Right, right. And, and that's what happened. It was like when I started praying, his whole his whole face changed and he just drove mm -hmm. me back and, and mm. put me out. And I was like, okay, this won't happen again. Right. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. I tell you what, though, you you ain't back down. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, yeah, y'all sisters. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, sisters. We got that. We got that from. <laughs> we got that from Ray. We got that from Ray. <laughs> yep. Y'all <from Ray. laughs> yep. got, got that in common. <laughs> that come from Ray. Yeah, that come from him. <laughs> you know, so I, I, yeah. asked Erica, I asked Erica why you had got disconnected. I asked her about how she felt. You know, when she first found out that she had a, another sibling out there. So mm -hmm. how do you feel when you found out about Erica and this person who is literally on kind of the same trajectory at one right. point that you were on? How did that, I mean, when, when did you find out first? And how did that make you feel to know that I got a kindred spirit sitting out here? She's my own right. bud. Yeah. Um. Actually, the way I found out is... um. My, my dad, when I went after I got old enough and I said, I'm going to find out who this man is. I'm going to find him. I'm going to meet him some kind of way. Yeah. And so I just started asking around the neighborhood, the same people who told me that mm. he was my daddy. I went to mm. them because hey, I'm sure they knew where he was. Well, they did. They knew where he was. Wow. And so um, I found him and um, I went to his house. I started visiting him. And he told me, he said, you know, you got a sister. And I was like, no. I was like, what's her name? He said, Erica. I said, well, where is she? And he told me where she was. And of course, I was young then. And um, mm -hmm. I, I did, I didn't have, I had issues because I knew that he had been with her mom. Right. I knew that he had married her after, you know, doing my research and finding out. And I'm thinking, okay, what was so special about her? And not me. Right. Why is it that that he was able to marry her mom and have a relationship with her and not me? You know, what was the difference? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as a kid, all of that flew through my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that, well, he wasn't with her mom either. So then I'm thinking. What what is it with him? What is it with him? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Well, mm-hmm. in, in visiting him and, and, and getting to know him, I found out he was a woman now. Papa was a rolling stone, you know. Right, he, right, he, right. he did his thing, you know. <laughs> and um so I I um I I just you know I thought about who she was and and I had some family members that that knew um that knew some of my aunts and we would talk about them and she was like you want to meet her and I'd be like no I, I ain't ready you know I don't know I'm still in in all my feelings I'm young I'm trying to process all this no I ain't ready so um yeah there, there was some resentment because I really I didn't I couldn't understand I didn't I didn't know and I'm thinking in my mind well my stepdad didn't want me my biological daddy didn't want me he's with her you know it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. I could definitely yeah. imagine. Now, how, now, when y'all actually did get to meet, and y'all, you know, how did you come to terms with that? Was it one of those scenarios where, like, this girl, you know, y'all see a lot of each other in each other? Because I can tell already, y'all got a lot of the same weight. So we do. And it, you know what? It's scary. It's scary because. You know, I sit down now and I think about it. All of this happened at perfect timing. You know, when when I first reached out to Eric on Facebook, um, she was going through a tumultuous time in her life. Mm. And unbeknownst to her, so was I. I was newly married, but I was having a rough time, too. So we were both mm. in, in like a tumultuous time in our life. So, you know, we we did reach out and I met her on Facebook, but we did. We lost contact. And then I reached out again. And I think um, the first time I actually met her was for my birthday one year. She was at the bank, and I went to the bank and met her mm-hmm. there. Wow. And, um, and, and you know, we kind of kept in touch a little bit. Then we lost touch again. And yep. I know that we lost touch because I was, I was still in a tumultuous time in my life, being married, having children, losing babies, going through depression. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. I couldn't. I wasn't ready mm-hmm. to receive another person in my life at that time. Right. So God yeah. knew that we, we just wasn't, it wasn't time. We probably would have destroyed our relationship because we were both mm-hmm. still so in such volatile places in our life. So um, yeah. then when, 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 um, when we, when we got back together and, and, and we've matured and, yeah. and we, we've overcome so much and then we finally get together. It's like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. it's like, it's like we were all living the same life but separately. Exactly. Right. And then when we right. started to talk about all of the stuff we went through, it was like, girl, wow. Right. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you feel like you know, you you have regret, like maybe we could have connected sooner and helped each other through that stuff, but you can't live with the regret because God did how he did it. He did it just how he did it for what right. for, for his own reasons. And um, I had to come to grips with the fact that I had to admit to myself that I have daddy issues because for many years, I just pushed that to the back of my mind. Like, right. I don't care about him. You know, I don't, right. I mean, I don't need him. I ain't never needed right. him. Like, exactly. I, you know, he ain't nobody to me. And right. so having to actually come to grips with the fact that oh yeah you did you was hurt you've been hurt mm-hmm. all these years you've mm-hmm. been pretending pretending yep. really well but yep. pushing all of that down has manifested in your life in different ways exactly. that you did you've gotten results you didn't want right. so if you want to get something different out of life you're gonna have to sit down and face yourself exactly mm. exactly that's right, right. So you guys are collaborating on this new book again, in spite of it all. Um, available on Amazon two ninety nine. I'll go pick it up. Uh, <laughs> now, what led to that collaboration? Was this something where you guys found about about this project independently? And I know Erica, you were putting it together. How did y'all? What made you decide to? Hey, this would be the perfect story. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about what our lifestyle was, and you know. 
how we can actually help other women? You know, what, what made you invite your sister on for this particular story? What's up, beautiful people? I hope you're enjoying this episode of Dope Discussions. And if you ever want to join us live and become a part of the show, you can tune in at 6.30 on Sundays. Every Sunday is at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We go live. We film this show live from my Facebook page. And you can follow me on Arthur Erica Warren. And you can get reminders of when we go live and when we tape the show, you can actually comment and we will make your comments a part of the live show and a part of this broadcast. Also, if you would like to support us in keeping our podcast going, you can make donations to our cash app, which is dollar sign dope discussions. So I just wanted to let you all know that. And I'm going to let you get back to the second half of the show. Um, I think I I said something about it on Facebook mm-hmm. and she saw it and she told me um, that she was interested. She always wanted to be an author and write. And this would be the perfect opportunity for us to do it together. Exactly. And um, that's how that got started. Now, when we were first starting the project, I had a totally different story that I was going to tell from a different period of my life. But when I found out what she was going to write about, I said, I'm going to change mine up and I'm going to write about my dad as well. So you can see both sides of that story and Mm -hmm. see how him as one man has affected both of his daughters in different and similar ways. Right. And, And it almost came out with the same, you know, exact result in the end. Right. Um, And I wanted to, you know, share because nobody knew, like when my dad passed away, how long was it? How long? When was that he passed away, Keatris? Um, January, around January 31st. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. share that. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I only told like real close friends. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like share it with the world right. that he had passed away. So I wanted to wait and share that in the book. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That was and and, and that was a powerful testimony too <laughs> that you put forth. Yeah, you know, because I remember the morning that my auntie. I remember the morning that she called me because she never really called. She like texts, and it was like five in the morning, and she was calling mm. my phone, and I was like, I was st- still half sleep. So I didn't answer the phone. And then when she called again, back to back like that, I'm like, what in the world is she calling for? And when I answered the phone and she gave me that news, I was like numb at first because I was like, okay, I didn't feel nothing. Right. And (laughs) you know how. In, in my logical mind, I was like, I don't think you not. I don't think you're supposed to hear the news that your father passed away and not feel nothing. Right. That's that's yeah. that's weird. So then I start to think something wrong with me, like because mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel something. And the mm-hmm. first person that I um, the first person that I told was Keatris. Mm. And then. We got on the phone with each other and we both said the same thing was like, yeah, I hate to hear that, but like, I don't really feel any type of way about it. Right, right. Now, when, when did it start to hit y'all, though? I mean, and, and, and teachers, you first, because I know that, you know, Eric presented the information to you, though. But when did it kind of start to hit you that, hey, my dad is gone? Probably two days later. Mm. I really started thinking on it about two days later because when she told me, like she said, it was like, okay, well, another one bites the dust. Right, right. I mean, you know, because I, like I said, I tried to have a relationship with him, but he never reciprocated. It was always me going to him. So it was like, mm-hmm. well, okay, he gone, you know. Mm. And then after, you know, two days later, I started thinking about it and thinking mm-hmm. about it. 
and thinking about it. And then something in me just, it was just like the floodgates opened. And I just mm -hmm. cried and cried and cried. And I think what really resonated or made me feel the most about it was the fact that he's been gone all the time. But now mm -hmm. he's gone. There's no way for me to, there's no way now, you know? Right. Right. What what is it that I missed? What is it that I should have known that I don't know that I, now I'll never know? Right. Yes. And um it's funny because about a month before he passed away, I had asked my mom about how, you know, I was just trying to find out how they met, what type of relationship they had. Yeah. And she was like, I'm I'm not gonna tell you. She wouldn't tell me. Hmm. So mm. what I said to her was, that's okay. I know where he is. I'll go ask him. Wow. And then I get mm -hmm. the news and he's gone, so I can't ask him either. Wow. Mm -hmm. So here I am, a 46-year-old woman that's still having questions about her daddy. And now right. he's gone. Right. So yeah. then that, that just that threw me somewhere else. And then yeah. what, what really said it all is... I, I went to my aunt's house after he passed. She gave me her address, but it didn't dawn on me. I mean, hey, this is the mm. address. I'm just going to drive to the house. Right. So I started driving and driving, and I started seeing all these familiar houses and all these familiar... I'm like, I know I, I know mm. this ain't where I'm going, you know. Mm. And it just so happens that this is the same neighborhood that I visited all my life when I was a child, going to my stepdad's mama's house mm. and so it was like okay this is the same neighborhood that your dad your grandmother your grandmother your your aunts they live right down the road from each other now i never knew it so when mm. when that when that that dropped a whole nother ton of bricks on me right because y'all been passing up by my people house all my life and nobody never said nothing wow so I'm dealing with all of that mm -hmm. as a grown woman. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. And then I, ha I had to say, okay, God, why is this happening now? And he had to let me know that you couldn't have found all, all of this out back then because it would have took you out. And it would have. Wow. It would have took me out. I couldn't have handled it. I couldn't have handled it then. But, you know, I, I um, my mom finally came around and she told me everything and it's like, Okay, so what am I gonna do with it? What what am I gonna do with all these feelings I got? Right. Okay, so I had to pray. I had to I had to seriously seek God again and say, God, you gotta help me with this. Yeah. You know, I can't build up any resentment. I can't have hate in my heart. You gotta help me with this. So He did. He healed me, and I'm talking about it. Didn't take a whole amount of time. He healed me from that. Mm. And yeah. um, it's it's like. Something wanted to keep me from talking about it. Something wanted to just, and I know what it is. It's because growing up, growing up, you always hear what happens in this house stays in this house. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a curse. And I had to, yeah, I had to, I had to get past that. I had to say, let the chips fall where they where they may. You know what I'm saying? Somebody mm -hmm. needs to hear this. Somebody has to have gone through the same thing I'm going through or have gone through. Somebody needs to hear this. And I can't help if somebody gets hurt or if they say, why is she talking about that? And I, ha I had to do what I had to do. And right. it has helped yeah. me tremendously. And it has helped other people as well. And so I just I just say, tell your story, no matter what it is. Tell your story. When you come to grips with it, when you get healed from it, make sure you heal from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell your story. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. This is, it's just like it's just like if you have a wound, a physical wound in your body. Mm -hmm. You can continue to cover it up, cover it up, cover it up. It's just going to get infected and yep. it's going to start leaking all over the place. You got to air that thing out. Mm -hmm. You got to right. let that wound breathe and you got to let it get oxygen. You got to let it heal. But what we do right. When we have all these family secrets and these disappointments and these hurts and these pains, we cover it up. We cover it up. We cover it up until right. it starts to leak out in other ways and negative ways in our life. 
Mm-hmm. If we just right. open our mouth and air that thing out and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you just hit the nail on the head. And this happens, especially in the African-American community, in, in our black community, it happens way too often. Where we, exactly. like you said, we, we keep these things inside of the house. You know, yeah, Papa was a rolling stone, but that don't mean that you don't need to know who your brothers and sisters are. You know, it don't mean that you you might end up dating one of them. Right, 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 right. You know, you you don't know who cousin that is. That's my first cousin. No, I even know. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I mean, mean, and and, and like I said, it's it's something that happens again and again. It's a reoccurring theme, especially, you know, with black families in the South. We have a tendency to do stuff like that. We, 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 We keep these things bottled up. You know, and like we don't want the kids to know that they they their dad was promiscuous, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or that there's there's mm-hmm. other kids outside the family. But you know, at the end of the day, like you say, Erica, we gotta let those things air out. You know, there's no growth mm-hmm. and and no healing by keeping those wounds confined. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the fact that both of y'all sharing y'all stories in this particular book and again you know if y'all haven't picked up the book yet go to amazon pick it up in spite of it all 2.99 go ahead and get that book i love your chapter uh keatris more than a conqueror more than a conqueror that's 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 Mm -hmm. look that's words to live by right there it is yeah definitely you know uh now we talked a little bit about this earlier erica wanted to we do this with all our guests now this seems like it's become a prevalent thing. <laughs> we have a segment mm-hmm. of our show called "Guilty or Not Guilty." Uh-huh. She's gonna bring her, do her best Judge Judy impression. She got her gavel <laughs> and everything. Look, we got to find the robes on Amazon. We gonna have to get the robes. Oh, oh yeah, we gonna get us some robes. Yeah. So, so, so I, I'm, 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 you know. You know I got these psychic abilities, so I kind of feel like she gonna answer this thing the same way I would have answered it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna see. We gonna, we gonna see. Right. So Erica's gonna perform All right. a, a segment All here. Right. You, know, you got it. Yeah, she about to tell us what the the scenario is. All right, Kiki. All right. So the scenario is. You loan a friend a thousand dollars. They promise to pay you back in full within two months' time. Four months rolling around, they ain't paid you not a dime back yet. So you run into them, you know, out in the Look store, and they say, <laughs> "Now, now, now, this now the thing about these folks when they owe you money, they don't remember they owe you money till you till you bump into them somewhere." Mm-hmm. So you run into you run into look at you run into you say look I I ain't got all your money but I could send you five hundred today. Say so, all right, send me my five hundred and I want other five too. So she goes to the bank, sends you the money, but when you look at your account, she'll send you the whole thousand dollars soon as she soon as she send the money she call you and say hold up wait i didn't mean to send all of it i just meant to send 500 can you send me the other five back because uh i needed that money to pay my bill (laughs) you tell her look that that oh that's mine that's what you owe me i ain't sending none of it back so, are you guilty or not guilty for keeping the money? I ain't guilty, baby. That's my money. That's my money. Now, what I look, anybody that's listening to this. You have to see the expression that she had on her face while this thing was being unfolded. <laughs> you knew what the answer was about to be. <laughs> baby, look. No, uh-uh, baby. I'm not sending nothing back. You hear me? That was your mistake. That was your mistake. 
and you the money. That's what I'm about to say. My mistake was loaning it to you in the first place. In the first place. <laughs> so now I made one mistake. You made one mistake. We even. <laughs> we even, baby. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Thank you. Because the thing about it is, like we were saying, now we had a, a guest last week. They kind of guilted George into saying, give the money back. I was like, I ain't giving nothing back. <laughs> you know, I love the Lord too, but uh, this my money. That's my money, and I want it now. Hey. <laughs> yeah, y'all. You know, <laughs> it's like I can't go through all of the scenarios of why you need the money back. You didn't think about none of that when you was holding my money. Exactly. I might have got behind in my bills waiting on you to pay me back. And second of all, I caught you in a lie because you oh, said hey. you ain't have a 500. You said you ain't have a 500. No, you had all of my money. <laughs> exactly. You had Yeah. You had all of it. So now I got it back. <laughs> Look, y'all. And don't you don't you never worry about borrowing nothing from me again. Nothing else, baby. I would try to be considerate. You know what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> what you considerate? Considerate what? I was considerate when I loaned it. Right, 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 right. That is true. No, boo, that's it. You done. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, and think about this. Now, if I hadn't bumped into you into at the store, I might have wouldn't even got the first five hundred. You wouldn't have. Mm. Mm -mm. Cause you you wasn't trying to reach out. Mm -mm. Mm. One trying to reach out. Mm. So you, yeah, baby. Yeah, you probably had tried to duck. You, I saw you before you saw me. That's how That's I ended right. up getting my money back. That's right. <laughs> because if she'd have saw me first, I wouldn't have seen her. She'd have got out that stove. Mm. Look, let right. go back to what I said a long time ago. If you go blow somebody more than thirty dollars, you better get a you better get a notary. And I don't do that thing. Look, you better <laughs> better get a contract. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so but that's the way I not guilty. <laughs> but, but the way I got it set up is I got this face. Not guilty. And um, I look at you. You know my friend. They say, no, don't come. Look. Don't they know not to even ask me? <laughs> look, we got a taste of it just now. When you was. <laughs> When Erica was explaining it to you, you had that look on your face like, huh? Mm -mm. Exactly. <laughs> I already know what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> All right. Give us the gavel, Erica. That is a definite not guilty. <laughs> not guilty, baby. Not, not guilty. guilty. <laughs> 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 No. I love it. I love it. Yes. Look, we love having you all here tonight. This, this has been an awesome show. We definitely appreciate you stopping in. You got to stop in more often. You know, we anytime. We, I'm ready you now. Family, you family, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you got to thank you for coming, sis. <laughs> you welcome. Call me anytime. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> y'all y'all are awesome <laughs> well, bye. have a good one George bye everybody thank you right, for tuning in <laughs> bye bye alright y'all have a good one <laughs> dope discussions thank y'all for tuning in we appreciate y'all coming in y'all get to hear a little bit about the host you got to get a little bit into her her, her mindset and why she does what she does she does some remarkable things you know in the community and for young Young women all over, you know, like I said, again, I'm going to plug you five times. I'll plug you six. Make sure y'all pick up the new book. In spite of it all, there's stories like hers, stories like her sister's.
stories from all women, a bunch of different women and give you all types of insights and uh, you know you can see yourself in a lot of the women in this book and all it is, is inspirational stories to make sure that you know hey look there are other people that are going through what i'm going through but as as Keetra said you can be more than a conqueror you know so make sure you yeah. pick up that book and, and get inspired you know and that, and as y'all can see i'm still gangster yeah. <laughs> Look, look, you throwing up gang signs and everything. <laughs> look, she ain't got the bad data all last week. She had the snake skin bad data. She was, she was playing it for real last week. <laughs> <laughs> we out, y'all. We out. Y'all have a good one. Again, it's been dope. Y'all have a